Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to the New Truth Podcast, episode 130. We're getting up there. Um, signs of a good man in the early phases of dating. So I have really good news. This episode, even if you're not in the early phases of dating and you have been married to someone for a long time, it's still relevant. And even if you're dating and you haven't met anyone, it's still relevant because it's good to know everything that we're going to share today. It's good to know. And, you know, not even just a good man, good humans, like friends, right? How to know when you're actually in alignment and when you're around people who are good for you to be around. And we've done so many episodes on how to spot toxic men, how to stop settling, how to stop sabotaging. And you know that so much of our passion is not only breaking free from the fairy tale, but the recognition that we're not taught anything about relationships. And when did someone sit down with you and say, here's how you know, you're with a good friend. Here's how you know you've met someone of high quality. For most of us, no one did that, right? Right. We're caught up in, oh, it's good if we are feeling fireworks when we first meet, or it's good when they're love bombing me. Please see our episode about love bombing. Yes. (laughs) Um, yes. And you know, this, this is also not just signs of a good man and, and the early phases of dating, meaning how, you know, you're with someone worth dating, right? How to actually keep going with someone. And we promise you that it is not what you think. Yes. And I think, I think a great place to start is that, you know, we, I mean, obviously the whole new truth is about this, but if your focus is on the other person, you know, then you're, you're missing out on your experience inside of you. And so if you're looking to figure out like, oh, is he trustworthy? Because Those, especially if you have a dysregulated nervous system, you've been hurt, heartbroken, sideswiped, betrayed um, in your life, and you you carry that inside of you. I have so many clients like this who, when they first start dating, it's such a it's such scary territory that they're they're looking for red flags. They're looking for the raw. Like, is this person trustworthy? Can I trust them? Is this friend trustworthy? Mm. And they're looking for everything. Like, they're it's like waiting for the other shoe to drop, waiting for the person to fuck up. And the reality is, no one knows what they're doing in dating and relationships. Everybody's got patterns, so. 
to just sit back and be watching for everything that the person is doing right or wrong is again, the wrong focus, right? So every episode, Catherine and I are going to lead you back home to yourself and back home to that inner compass within you. And the more you get intimate with that and know your own patterns and know all the ways that you show up, you know, from self-sacrifice or controller or little girl, what, when you show up from your patterns, it like, then you'll understand other people's patterns too. And you can see, okay, but it's more of a feeling inside of you that you want to get to when you have a regulated nervous system and then you're showing up on dates. When someone does something, let's say, for example, you're on a date and the server is rude to the, or the, pardon me, the date is rude to the server and is really nice to you, but rude to the server. Your mind could judge that, but you'll have a physical reaction in your body, right? Especially if you're a kind-hearted, considerate person and you're around someone who's rude. Like I had a new friend like this and she Mm. was so rude when we went to restaurants and we were fast and furious friends. This is maybe four summers ago in Vancouver. And we had this like chemistry and it was like super fun and she was really funny and it was such a fun friendship my friends were like oh here's Kate's fling of the summer and it was like my my all my best friends would be like we'll see if she lasts probably not because I would have like these new friendships that would come in the summer and then some of them would fizzle out apparently Mm. and uh and so it was interesting because it was similar to dating where it was exciting in the beginning and almost like a little bit of fantasy and then I every time we'd be at a restaurant I, I, she was very sarcastic, but like in a mean way. And I just felt this like little twist in my gut over and over and over again. And so eventually I just kind of let the friendship fall away and it naturally happened, but it started to not feel aligned because something about the way she treated people didn't feel good in my body. So it wasn't about me being like, oh, is this person a good person or a bad person? But it was like, hmm, something feels off and just noticing and noticing, you know, for, Every time we hung out, I just noticed until it got to a place where I was like, ah, I'm not going to invest my energy here anymore. Not because she's wrong and bad, but because it doesn't feel aligned with who I am and where I'm headed. I'm so happy you brought this up because the only thing I want to say about it, because we'll do a whole episode on like trust issues um, in relationship is if you are that person on dates in a hypervigilant state where you're you know, looking for the shoe to drop, you're looking for the red flags, you're on edge all of the time. That's just a sign of needed inner healing, right? Because what is from the inner child perspective, a child looks to the world to make them safe, right? A child looks to the parent to say, show me that the world is safe. Show me that you're safe to be around. If you are an adult woman, on guard, right? It's a sign of not trusting yourself and having personal healing to do because that's no way to live, right? Be constantly being on edge and hypervigilant. And so I love, love, love that you said that because it isn't that you, and, and, and with that said, actually we can transition to the signs of a good person. We live in a world where most people are either totally disconnected from their feelings or the women are run by their feelings. Like it's like the feelings have them rather than I'm an adult having my feelings and where like one of the number one signs of a good person is alignment with their words and actions. Yes. So many women get caught up either. So love bombing, please see our episode about love bombing. He could be behaving like 
uh, oh, this he's, he's behaving really well. Like, wow, he's really showing up for me. But he doesn't ever compliment you. He doesn't ever tell you how he actually feels about you. You never know where you stand. Okay, that's, that, that's something to be observant. Along with, I, you know, think you're the greatest person in the world. You're my soulmate. I, I've never met anyone like you, but they don't follow through on anything. I have so many women, so many clients that have gotten burned as a result of getting hooked on words or just emotional intimacy, but the man never actually brought his energy to them, wasn't planning dates, wasn't setting, you know, letting them know how he actually feels about them was just taking from them. So I can talk about that more in a second, but this first sign is being it, someone who's in integrity, their words match their actions. And you have to get honest with yourself right now of like, Ooh, what do I usually get swept by? Right. Am I swept by the beautiful words, but then not paying attention to how he's actually behaving or I'm getting swept by behavior and it's mostly too fast too. Mm-hmm. Right. And so in, we said early phases of dating in this podcast episode, because we're asking you to watch for a significant period of time, not yeah. making a conclusion about someone just after one freaking date or even three, right. The early phases of dating, it's consistent integrity. Their words match their actions over a period of time, right. Yeah. Lots of people can show lots of men show up really well for like the first two or three weeks and then womp womp, right. They turn into somebody completely different. Yeah, exactly. And women do that too. It's like everyone's on their best behavior, putting their best foot forward and maybe go watch the Tinder swindler. If you get swept off your feet right away and then listen to that episode, (laughs) that was fun to do. Um, but the Tinder swindler on Netflix is such a great, um, example of what that's what happens when, when you're disconnected from your body, when you're not listening to that inner compass, that's always there. Even if your system's fucked up and you're disconnected from your body, Like we always, every woman knows, you know, when we have that feeling, we don't necessarily know what the feeling is, but like something feels off. Like, wow, this complete stranger is already telling me he misses me and I'm the most beautiful woman in the world. And he's saying all the right things. And, but something feels off. He doesn't actually know me yet. Like just notice, are you getting pulled into the future? I'm really glad you brought that up because slowing down is so important. And it's not just important because we get, when you get swept off your feet by the fantasy, you miss the red flags. But also if you, you know, even in a situation where you're both just very excited and it's not actually a toxic dynamic, but you're still like rushing the beginning. When you're rushing the beginning, you also, when you're rushing any phase, you're missing the, the beauty of the experience. Like every phase of relationship has its own challenges and has its own beauty. And most people are in such a hurry to get to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, next thing, because your patterns are leading. So there's this illusion that safety is in the commitment, safety is in the, I love you, safety is in the ring, safety is in the house, whatever the thing is. And that your saboteur and little kid inside are like pulling you towards the future, but then it's actually not allowing you to act, to experience the experience. And, you know, I, one thing that, that I was thinking of with, I'm experiencing dating a really, really good guy right now. And it's, and I'm basking in the experience. I have no idea how long it's going to be here. We talked about that yesterday. We're both just basking in the experience and it's so freaking beautiful. And one of the things I was thinking of that actually sparked the idea for this episode 
is, is one thing I've noticed about him is how he shows up when things aren't like, it's one thing to feel really aligned and have beautiful conversation and beautiful connection and beautiful intimacy and everything feels aligned in that way. But it's like when our shit comes up, that's when you pay attention to how does the other person show up and they don't need to be enlightened. Like I had to teach Jeff how to hold space. I had to teach him how to, when I was in my emotions, I had to teach him how to be with my emotions. Like lots of men just want to fix it and, you know, want to help you solve the problem, which is very, very normal. So it doesn't mean they're a bad person if they don't know how to be with you, but just to notice, like, do they, do they gaslight you when you're talking about something that's going on? Like, and what is gaslighting? It's like when someone make has you feeling crazy or like something didn't happen that, that occurred for you. And so what I noticed is I had a little activation come up with this man the other day and just, I, I didn't even really know what it was. And he just sat with me and was like, what's, what's going on? I can, are you in your head right now? I can, I can feel like he can feel the moment something's off. It's so beautiful. He's really attuned to the emotional realm. And maybe that's the Scorpio, (laughs) but he just started massaging my heart and he was like, what's in there. And like, that's somatic psychology. He was massaging my heart. And then all of a sudden I started to cry. And I, I I didn't even know what was going on. And then I realized what the thing is and where I went off and we just talked about it and then it was gone and it was so beautiful. And I was like, wow, this person who's never done any personal development. And I think Andrew's the same. It's like, often women are like, I need a man who's conscious, who's worked on himself. And there are a lot of amazing, beautiful, good men out there who are just naturally emotionally intelligent and naturally connected and naturally present. And presence is another thing that, that is such a gift. Like he's just present with me when we're together, when we're apart, we're just doing our own thing, very independent. But when we're together, it's this beautiful presence like just such a caring, considerate person. So that's another sign. Someone who's able to be present with you. Yes. Yes. And then I always say, you don't actually know if someone is safe. Like again, this child fantasy is someone else makes me safe. Yeah. Rather than I'm a safe person to myself. I trust myself to handle whatever happens. Some something's off and I watch someone be rude to the server. I know that I can walk away, right? Someone starts gaslighting me. I know that I can walk away, right? Rather than waiting for someone else to make it okay and, and create safety for you. But this p- practice of so many women don't speak up in the early phases of dating, right? So whatever you are unwilling to talk about in the beginning is why you're gonna break up in the end. Whatever you hide about yourself, it's gonna spill out later. And then you're gonna wonder why you break up because you weren't authentic in the beginning. And so we have this fantasy of like perfection around the early phases of dating. Like, oh, it's just always easy. And we we're always on the same page and, and we just are blissed out all the time rather than actually signs of a good person in the early phase of dating is exactly like you just said, How, what do they do when I'm struggling? What do they do when I'm triggered? What do they do when I share something that's difficult or hard for me? What do I do when I set a boundary? So if big, big, big danger zone is if you request slowing down and they don't. Yeah. <laughs> big, big danger zone is if you share something that you're feeling so let's just do a couple gaslighting phrases for a sec- for a second. Like big warning signs is you're too sensitive. 
you're making that up a total denial of something that you asked that like you witness with your own eyes behavior and they deny it and say you're crazy or any any kind of statement that is essentially starting with you are right mm-hmm. pointing the finger at you someone who is a good and and I don't even want to say conscious right like the good kind in their heart person is someone who takes accountability for themselves right someone who's not trying to manipulate you or make you feel bad and yes you know you're safe when you set a boundary and you watch how that person reacts you know you're safe when you share difficult feelings and that person responds with kindness and consideration and signs of a good person when you are happy they celebrate with you because i'll never forget one of the most painful things about my ex and i was we just i mean we we were both just children <laughs> like in our relationship acting out like crazy, but there was like a competitive gross energy, um, between us where he would be jealous, especially when I started coaching, be jealous of my success or would, um, immediately kind of put me down like my, and my, of course my parents did this, right? Like I'd share something good and you'd be like, well, how come X, Y, Z didn't happen? Like there never was any joy. So I really want to also bring in that. It's not just what they do when you're struggling, but what do they do when you're celebrating something? And now this is your invitation. Do you celebrate yourself when you're dating? Do you talk about the things that you're freaking proud of and and excited about and happy about, or are you playing it small, right? And being small and doing all the stupid dating games, because in the early phases of dating, it's about revealing more and more of who you are, right? You don't freaking do it all at once on day one, but how you know you're, you're with someone who's good for you is that each time you reveal more of yourself, when you reveal the thing that you're proud of and celebrating, and when you reveal the thing that you're heard about or insecure about, that person doesn't waver from the kindness and considerate consideration and respect that they yeah. offer you. Cause that yeah. was the biggest thing about Andrew. Like, tell me more about your business. Oh my God, babe, that's amazing. Like, you, you yeah. know, I, I just had a, I signed on a new client. Jamie never celebrated me and neither did my parents, but this celebration of who you are rather than this codependent, right? You're both in the fix. If you're always in processing and fixing each other and offering each other advice, like that's present. That's not freaking fun, right? That's not fun at all. Yeah. So noticing and- both when you share the celebration and when you share struggle. Yeah. And it feels like the key to that, like pulling out, like it's being who you are when you're on dates. Like if your saboteur is the one on dates, it's a setup. It's a setup for a pattern, right? So if your self-sacrificer is on dates, you're going to attract probably the narcissist or especially self-sacrificer fantasy addict. You'll attract the selfish guy or the like unavoid, the unavoided, unavailable avoidant guy. Um, you like, so watch who's showing up. Like, this is why, I mean, go back to episode one and, and get rooted and anchored in who you are and let yourself bring yourself fully because also, you know, men out there on dating apps, they're also used to other women showing up as their saboteurs. (laughs) 
<laughs> they're used to themselves being showing, like putting their perfect, you know, posturing. And they're, they're used to women showing up and being like, I'm perfect. And this is who I am. Or like, I'm tiny and this is who I am, or I'm going to rescue you. Or like mm. they're used to dating patterns. That's how most people are operating in relational dynamics because it's all we know, right? It's our survival pe mechanisms from childhood that never get teased out because nobody teaches us how. And so if you haven't put time and energy into understanding those and not operating and coming from that place, you're going to show up on dates as your saboteur, as the little girl, and you're going to attract a pattern, right? If you're a princess waiting to be chosen, waiting to meet the one, waiting to, you're going to attract an entitled prince. Like it's just inevitable or, or you're going to be repelling love or not able to receive it or whatever. So it's so, so important that you use dating as a practice to show up, not attached to a result with no agenda, not trying to figure out who this person is or put them in a box or check a list and you show up just present and you show up. Cause I even watch with the, this beautiful man that I'm going on these dates with, like I watch how, because I'm so real and I'm so honest and I'm so open and I'm just me, like everywhere I go, I'm the same. And and so I'm watching like him, it's almost like giving the other person permission to do the same and not just on dates with him, with other guys too. Like I, I noticed that there was an openness to everyone I went on a date with, but it's because I was leading with that, right? Like if you're leading with protection, you're going to, you're going to be met with protection, but it, you can be, I keep saying in the reclamation, like every week on the Facebook lives, I keep being like, Gandhi keeps coming up, be the change in the world you wish to see. Like we so badly want to, to blame the other person, blame men, blame. But when you take responsibility and you show up from a different place within yourself, everything you experience will be different. You'll experience more meaningful friendships. You'll experience more meaningful dates, even with the wrong people, even with out of alignment people, because you're just getting to practice being yourself and noticing where your patterns want to take over and not letting them and just being honest and being real and, and, and connecting. And it's, it's a beautiful thing because then you get to actually meet who people really are too. And all, all the waiting for permission, like, like just breathe in for a second as a woman asking yourself, like, where have I been waiting for permission, permission to open my heart, permission to be as big and bold as I am permission to even want what I want. Right. We, we've been so conditioned, not just in our childhood, but conditioned as women don't, don't want too much. I have a lot of clients right now who are talking about recovering from the cool girl, right? The low maintenance, don't need much. I'm so cool, yes. <laughs> you know, and you never get your needs met. Right. And it's this, I love what you just said, because it's the be, lead your own life, right? You lead. And then you watch who's a match for you, because I will say, and I had this conversation with a client this week, it's easy. One of the things that pains me the most about dating advice right now is women already are full of self-blame, right? Mm -hmm. And so this analysis of other, of men's behavior, where they immediately say, I must've said the wrong thing or done the wrong thing or whatever. Here's what happens when you are completely yourself. You don't do that because then you're really rooted in, oh, if he can't meet me in vulnerability, that's really his problem because I was vulnerable. If he can't show up for me and, and be an in integrity, oh, that's his problem, not mine. 
it's when you're not showing up authentically that you then do the second guessing bullshit game. So how you know you're with a good person in the early phase of dating is not only that consistent showing up, I also would offer you get more and more connected as you spend more and more time together. That is a sign of a good person and someone worth moving forward with. If you feel there's more and more distance because you're each shutting down or he starts pulling away or the, there's a lack of depth in your interactions and connections, right? It's not working. So this real awareness of as we spend more time together, are we actually getting closer? Are we having more meaningful conversations? And that I, I, I mean, we said it several times already so far, because I've thought about this a lot. Perfectionism is such a freaking killer. So mm-hmm. here's another sign of a good person, humility, mm-hmm. vulnerability of someone being able to say, I know what my flaws are like I I know what my insecurities are and I don't need you to fix them and I don't need you to make me feel better about myself but someone who can just share right all all of who they are includes what they're insecure about or what they've been through right and also that's another sign of someone who's done their work they can talk about past pain or breakups or upset from accountability and like lessons learned, not from blame, not from make, you know, right. We've how many more times we have to see this on Instagram, like a red flag is like how they talk about their ex, you know, but it's not that if someone had a difficult, like a a difficult relationship, I was the crazy ex, right. If Jamie's talking about some of his exes, like he'd be saying, you know, (laughs) I was crazy, but it's that awareness of does the way the person share put, does he put, or he or she put people down, right? Signs of a good person. I love that we started with the, how they treat the server. It's really, really easy to focus on just how someone's treating you and miss looking at how they treat other people in their life. A good person treats everyone with respect, Mm -hmm. right? Like a good person talks about themselves in kindness and respect. So guess what? One of your signs of your own self-love is how you talk about yourself, not just the voice in your head, but how do you talk about yourself? I said this this week to clients, self-deprecation is not fucking cute. There is nothing cute about putting yourself down. And have you been on a date with, with someone who puts themselves down? It's, you don't like how it feels, right? And so it's watching, you know, a good person has humility and kindness about themselves. And they talk about themselves from a good place. They're not putting themselves down. They're not constantly making fun of themselves. And look, I get that some people have sarcastic humor, right? And there's a line when the sarcasm is so constant that there's, it's, there's never any real depth. Yes. Yeah. And I think the opposite is true too. Like someone who talks themselves up and these are the things where you can just like just, and don't even, because, you know, I celebrate myself all the time. And of course I attract right away. Like he's like so excited by everything that I'm celebrating. I celebrate with my friends. I said, and I'm used to being around people who who celebrate with me. And I didn't used to do that. It was the opposite but you can feel in your body. So again, it's like, don't look at the other person like, oh, he's talking about all these great things he did. Oh, he's talking about all these insecurities. It's like, you can feel where it's coming from, right? Because a narcissist will tell you how amazing they are and how great they are and how, how, like they'll talk up a big game, but they won't show up. They won't meet you there. They'll just paint a picture like the Tinder swindler. 
And then the opposite is true for someone who's incredibly self-deprecating and hard on themselves. Um, so it's like that feeling in the middle where you can feel in your body. It's like, okay, all of us have insecurities and, you know, you want someone who can celebrate themselves, but where's it coming from? And you can feel that inside of yourself. Um, so yeah, I love all that. And then there's something else I was going to say, um, what was it? Being proud of yourself is very different than talking yourself up. Yes. So oh, like, yeah. like yes, being yes, a yes. narcissist, like the narcissist the who always is talking about themselves. Cause I just think culturally let's remember the culture we're in. Women are always trying to be small. Yes. <laughs> like physically they're trying to be small and like, don't be too confident. Don't be too bold. Don't be too, you know, whatever. And there's, and there's a difference for you on, are you leading on a date with all of your freaking achievements and like your career success? Because if you're sharing about yourself, like I love, cause, cause you've been so healing for me around celebration. You know, that, that when we met two and a half years ago, I was still working on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a difference between a woman sharing what she is proud of from trying to prove that she's a good catch yes. and a woman being embodied. So I love that you just modeled it about what the man would look like, but again, signs of a good person, like you can just feel if you are showing up, not yes. from good girl, yes, right, no. but no. A, a woman of integrity and embodiment, then you just, you don't need to constantly be on guard because you're in self-trust and you know, you're worthy and deserving of yes. being met in kindness. Cause yes. how many clients, I mean, I'm sure you've had so many too, right? I I'm how many profiles have I seen where I'm like, okay, you need to take out the first paragraph, which is all about your freaking career. Yes. <laughs> like like yes. you just talked about your career for three lines. Like most men don't actually care about that. They care yes. about who you are and you can be yes. proud of the things that you've done. Mm -hmm. But if you're, you know, if you're leading from that of like, let me yes. prove to you that coming I'm coming from proving I did that. I, that's one of the things Regina did in the beginning of Bumble when I was here, like when I first started, cause it was new and like, of course my patterns took over. I noticed in a, my first several conversations over like Bumble, mm. like chatting with guys right away, I wanted to tell them, they asked me what I did, but it's not like I just told them, but like I went into, oh, and I have a podcast. So it's like, all oh, these women listen is like, oh, whatever. And then they actually would almost all of them would be like, oh, so you're like a relationship expert. So like, and then they would be intimidated. Not that I need to be small to intimidate or that, that like we need to shift who we are if some, a man's intimidated, but it was coming from proving. proving. It wasn't coming from like an authentic conversation where it naturally came up. Oh, tell me about your podcast. What is it? Da, da, da. And so, and then I'm experiencing mm. with this man that I'm dating now where like everything it's, there's no part of me that feels like I need to prove myself because it's just me that's leading. And so he's so fascinated by what I do. He's so curious about it. He's so interested in it. He's always celebrating it. Like he's so, it's so amazing and sweet. And yet there's no part of me that's like, oh, look what I did. So you like me. Like, I know he likes me. And even if he didn't, like, that's okay. Like, I'm just, it's so different, but you can, so, you know, in yourself, if, if you're leading from that place of like, I want this guy to know that I'm really smart. I want him to know that I'm, you know, other men desire me. I want him to know. So just catch yourself. Notice when your saboteur takes the driver's seat and is like, 
oh, this is how great I am. Or this is how like not great I am is just a notice and then come back to yourself and to like, and of course you said, you said embodiment earlier and like, that's like you embodiment work is everything being actually, what does that mean? Being in your body, not your mind, not your head. If you're in your head, you're in your conditioned mind, you're in your saboteur, you're in your protective mechanisms versus having practices that you do before you go on dates, before you connect, where if you catch yourself in that state where you're like getting back, you're shaking it out, you're dancing, you're singing, you're moving, you're getting out of your head into your body because that's where your soul lives. That's where your heart lives. That's where you can lead from a real place within yourself. And so I want to speak to that. And then I remember what I was going to say earlier, um, like pay attention to how they show up in their life. You know, it's just like, that's one thing that I'm, that, that I'm so inspired by with this beautiful man is like, he's just so loves what he does. And he's so grateful and appreciative of neither of us are from Greece. He's from Argentina and we're both here having a new experience. And he's so grateful. He's so grateful Mm -hmm. for the experience. He's so grateful for being here. He loves what he does. So like for me, that's a non-negotiable. I cannot be, I could not be, I love what I do. My purpose is such a big part of my life. I could not be in a relationship with someone who hates their job and who is just staying in a job they hate because they have to pay the bills because they think there's no other option because they're chasing money. That would be a value misalignment. So know your values, know what matters to you. What are your non-negotiables? And that's one of mine. Health is one of mine. And this person's really healthy. And again, like I'm, I'm feeling all this, this alignment, but I'm still not in the future. I don't know where it's going to go, but it's like, wow, it's very aligned in this moment. It, we're both really healthy. We both love what we do. We're both really independent. We both love to have beautiful conversations. So it's like, notice how you feel, notice where you are aligned, notice how they show up in their life, but also how do you show up in your life, right? (laughs) You are in a job you hate and you are not healthy and taking care of yourself. Those are my values. They don't have to be yours. But if those things matter to you, but you're out of alignment with them, start there rather than looking at like going on dates and be like, well, this guy's a loser. He's in a job he hates. But then like, wait, look in the mirror. Do you hate your job? Like, who are you? How are you showing up in your life? Which is why like the, the, the message with this podcast is always come back to creating a life you love and connecting with your own self and romancing yourself and learning how to build that deep, loving relationship with you, an intimate relationship with your patterns and your protection so that you are congruent when you're showing up on dates. And then you'll be able to feel if it's an energetic match. Cause it's that it's, I want to say it's that simple. Like it's not easy, but it's simple. When, when someone, when I know sometimes it takes a bit of time with, with anyone, with friends too, like I was in fantasy with that woman, but now like I'm most of the time, no one, two, three times meeting someone if there's an energetic match and it, we don't have to be the same, like mo- a lot of my friends are, especially in Greece, are very different from me. Their career, like at home, all my friends do the same thing as me and we're all like, it, it's similar, but here they do, they have very different careers for me, different, but I can feel when our souls are aligned and there's an energetic match. So How are you showing up? Are you congruent with all of who you want to be in the world instead of focusing on what kind of man or partner you want? And are you showing up as her? And are you showing up as her on the date and at home and at work and with your friends in in all areas of your life? 
And, you know, how can you show up more as the woman that you know you are deep down inside or that you desire to be, right? How are you showing? And I'm not like, this is the heroine. It's like, are you fully showing up as you or is your protection leading? And then, then you will know, then you will feel in your body when someone's like, when it, when there's alignment, wow, there's alignment. We don't need to know where it's headed or how long it's going to be here. But like right now, this is aligned. And you show up that way when you know that you're enough and you're worthy, like the, the way to see the good men in the world is believing they exist and believing that you deserve one, right? Like it, you come out of that hypervigilant state when you arrive, like it's, you have to, I mean, I can't believe I'm going to say this because the self-love thing makes roll my eyes sometimes too, but Unfortunately, the starting point is I'm worth knowing, right? Like you won't open your heart or share from your heart or be yourself. If you're telling yourself things of I'm not good enough and I'm not worthy and I don't deserve things, then it is you're putting on a show and you're going to be inauthentic. So all, all that you just shared is like the starting point is I am enough. I have nothing to prove. And there are Uh, the sign of a good man is someone who's behaving that way too. Like that was the most intoxicating thing about Andrew, you know, when I met him was his confidence. He actually knew he was a good man. Like that's how he operated in the world. And I've said this before a thousand times on this episode, I cried about this in my dating program that I look at Andrew every day and think anyone, the, the woman who would be with my husband would be very blessed. Right. Not only do I walk around feeling blessed, I just think my husband is an incredible person. So Mm -hmm. to reiterate what you just said, so many women forget to look like they're just obsessed with what what they can get from men. Right. And guess what? Signs of a good man, a generous man and not with gifts and always buying everything, but generosity of his heart, generosity of his spirit, generosity of complimenting you and presence and letting you know how he feels but the, there are men who will take from you, right? There are men who just want to take from your feminine energy, take from your presence and never actually offer themselves to you. So one of the main signs of fake intimacy is the pen pal person, is the person who maybe you can talk for hours and hours and hours with, but they don't ask you out on a freaking date. Yes. And they don't, they don't actually take action around moving the relationship forward. And so if... It's like a sign of a good man is also that, you know, where you stand, he's willing to share how he feels about you, right? He has humility. He can laugh at himself, right? There, there's a levity, right? How, how much fun is that to be around people that are just light in themselves and they can laugh at themselves and they're not taking themselves too seriously. And you, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, that that was also my work recovering from my trauma. I was a very serious person, right? (laughs) But if you're not, I mean, my God, what are we doing if we're not with someone who makes us laugh? Like, what are we doing? If you're dating someone that you are not having fun with or laughing with, and it's very easy for many women to fall into the mother and therapist archetype when dating and, and unfortunately too, the more personal development work someone does, 
can that can be all you freaking talk about and like life is so much bigger and that was my like that was the breath of fresh air with Andrew you know like I my ex was the one who was deeply involved in personal development and granted you get to have freaking like hopefully everyone's listening to the way you're talking about your guy too this isn't about not having standards of emotional intelligence and presence and consciousness but watch out if you're attached to thinking oh he needs to have gone to therapy and read a million books and Mm -hmm. and 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 have it look like me and be proud of the work that you have done don't do it from like oh i had to because i'm broken right Mm -hmm. you are enough building relational intelligence kate and i make invest in ourselves all the freaking time not from oh we're broken and we need more help because it's just the value system of how we want to carry ourselves in the world. And another sign of a good man is the willingness to grow with you. Stop looking for someone who's already cooked. Stop thinking that you need to be cooked in some way and perfect, but they're willing. They're willing to engage in difficult conversations with you. They're willing to learn with you. They're willing to grow with you. Like that's a sign in the early phases of dating, you continue to grow together and you're deepening in your connection. The more time you spend together, you're relaxed and having fun. You know where you stand and there's a willingness to learn how to best support you. Like even that, that flexibility, that's the last thing I'll say someone who's flexible, someone who's really rigid and like set in their ways, that's not going to work. You know, flexibility is a sign of a good person when you're dating and, and what you want to also embody for yourself. Like, hopefully you've been listening to this episode saying, do I embody those qualities? Like all the things that, you know, we're, we're sharing about the signs of a good person and you'll see the good and you'll see people who show up for you and you'll walk away from those who don't easily and effortlessly when you believe in yourself, in your worth, in how deserving and lovable you are, because you're not going to be doing all of the bullshit dating games. You just will stop when you are connected to yourself. And I feel like they, they go hand in hand, those two things, because also when you start to treat yourself like you're worthy and you start to treat yourself like you're enough by surrounding yourself with people, you feel good to be around. That's how you build that worth. Like you build that connection to your worth. That's always inside of you is when you start to get really honest with yourself. So it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg, like you, you, but both Mm. matter, right? It's like, no, you're worthy, but, but sometimes it takes like getting really not sometimes I think always like getting really honest with ourselves and starting to be like, wait, this job is killing me. Like I, this is an abusive relationship with my boss. I was in so many situations like that in my life because I was such a people pleaser and such a, like, I would just doormat, take anything. So it was like, clean up the sacred container of your life so that you naturally for all of you that are listening that are like, but how do I feel confident? How do I have self-worth? How do I believe I'm good enough? build a life and like start to get really honest about what doesn't feel good and, and let it go and, and, you know, pay attention to what feels really good and start to breathe. And sometimes there's a discomfort with pleasure when women are so used to pain. I mean, culturally, 
we are addicted to being in pain and that that's suffering and that that is normal and complaining and being victims like that is actually much more acceptable than being a woman walking through the world who fucking loves her life and who's happy and turned on and lit up and alive. Um, so know that there will be a part of you that will be uncomfortable with it, just like it can feel uncomfortable to be vulnerable or uncomfortable to feel your feelings, but just welcome it all. You can handle it, their feelings and welcome feeling good and welcome a life and start like one step at a time, one thing at a time of actually letting go of that, which is hurting you and starting to, to, to call in or, or, or welcome in the things that feel good. And over time, you'll, you'll build the muscle inside of yourself. That's like, Ooh, actually feeling good feels really good. I'm going to feel good more. I'm going to feel good more. And life's going to continue to bring catalysts that will be painful and challenging. But when you're, when you're, your natural set point is feeling good and your life is designed that way, you can handle so much more. And, you know, you don't get sideswiped because you're not like, you're not going on a date to feel good or trying to get a boyfriend to feel good. You already feel good. So you're going to make decisions from a much more anchored and rooted place, from a much more aware place. And you're going to be able to actually listen to your inner compass because your set point is feeling good. Like now for me, if I feel bad around someone or some situation, like, it's like gone so fast because my set point, like I'm so you, and it was not, my set point used to be chronic anxiety, like chaos internally, self-loathing. Like it, it was not always this way. And every day, every moment, every healing session, every somatic experiencing session, every time I made a new choice, instead of letting the saboteur take over, like it happens over time. So have grace and space and compassion for yourself on the journey, but create that so that you're that woman showing up and then you will, will naturally attract other women and men and all sorts of people in your life who are in that frequency too. And, um, one more thing I want to speak to is just about evidencing. If you're a woman who believes there's no good men on planet earth and all men are assholes because that's been your experience, spend some time collecting evidence. And now that I'm saying it, it's like the reticular activator is activated and start to look through the lens of, oh, there's a good man. Oh yeah. And my friend, John is such a good man. I love how he shows up so fully. Oh yeah. And my colleague or my neighbor, oh my, my, my dad, like my friend's dad, my, uh, so many of my girlfriends that had um, unhealthy relationships with their dads or no relationships with their dads have my, have adopted my dad and vice versa. And like Kenny, my dad, he's like the best man on planet earth. He, he's like the model for so many of my friends. So like Kenny, oh yeah. When I forget that there's good men, I remember Kenny. And he's just like this love and this kind, most kind, you met my dad, most kind hearted, sweetest soul that everyone falls in love with. So start to look for evidence, right? Start to look through the lens of like, okay, I need to start because our beliefs are such a big part of like, if you believe there's no good men, you're going to keep attracting shitty men. So start to, to change that story by seeing something different. And adding on to that, if someone's not a match for you on the app, but they were kind, right? They sent you a really nice message. Maybe you're not attracted to them or you don't want to go out with them. That's evidence too, right? Like it's evident. Or if 
I know it's painful if someone says, I don't want to keep seeing you, but if they do that in a really respectful way, right. You can hold like that is evidence of an available person of someone respecting me of a, of a good man. And the last thing I'll say about this with regards to feeling good, you feel better about yourself when you're with a good person. Yeah. In the early phases of dating, that is the number one sign that you, you love yourself more when yes. you're around them. Yes. You feel better about yourself when you're around them. Not this feel good dopamine chemical hit because you're with someone who's love bombing you or you're yes. having great sex with a toxic person, yes. but you feel better about yourself because in the early phases of dating, it becomes a healing experience when there is someone who's present and witnessing you in your insecurity, in your doubt, and in your confidence and in your beauty. And you learn over and over and over again that, oh, wait, yes, I am lovable. And for yeah. many of us, myself included, in the beginning, when you've never experienced that before, that can actually be scary. But I'll never forget falling in love with Andrew was, oh, this is how relationships become healing because I'm learning to love myself more as a result of being around this person. Not just, oh, I love him. I'm falling in love with him, right? So check in. Do I feel better? How do I feel about myself when I'm around this person? I am so glad you said that because that's true for like me and all my friendships where like I feel even more expanded about more, I believe in myself more. I believe in my, I believe my dark shadowy insecure parts are more lovable. Like you love me so deeply when I'm like in my shit that, that, yeah, you feel it's a feeling for me. It's a feeling of being seen. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and that's exactly what I'm experiencing. Like that I've been lately, like noticing my skin because of our conditioning and noticing like, Oh, I've been living in the sun for a year and like, Oh my gosh, my skin's changing and I'm getting older. And like the narrative in my mind starts kicking off. And then this person's obsessed with my skin. And he's like, your beautiful skin. It's so beautiful and soft. And And I'm like, Oh, okay. Wow. That like story went out the window and it, not that I need that, but it's like, just exactly that it's like better about yourself so so may this be an inspiration because I I, there's been a lot of talk in the reclamation about toxic sisterhood or toxic friendships I call them Mm -hmm. um and how like just pay attention do you have friends who when you're around them you actually feel worse about yourself you feel like they're criticizing and judging you you feel like they're a they're a um external representation of your saboteur because I used to have a lot of friends that were like that where I felt like I had to be small. I felt like I had to mm-hmm. self-sacrifice. I felt like, and that that was the dynamic. So, so pay attention to those, like, do you feel better about yourself around your friends or do you feel like you have to be smaller or like you're insecure or you have to be more perfect or like pay attention mm-hmm. to that too. Cause cleaning up that will absolutely change what you tolerate and how you, how you navigate, um, what you attract or who you attract when you're dating. Amen. 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 As always, spread the word. Tell all your friends. Give us some reviews on iTunes. Send us messages. We love hearing from you. Um, Thank you for your amazing loyalty to us. We have so many New Truth binge listeners, which I love hearing and listening to episodes on repeat. And we just love you so much. We're so grateful for this community. Join us on the New Truth Movement Facebook group. You can always ask questions there. Um, And as always, we love you and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. 
for more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon. <laughs>